This could not have been a popular song. It is not a top hit. And then when you go back, you're like, wow. Yeah. Oh, it's still the one. <sighs> I'm so excited. It's such a good song, man. It's like reading the YouTube comments for it like made me feel good. Okay. Because everyone was like, oh, like... I I walked down to the aisle the song uh, or like the, yeah. I'm still in love with this person yeah. like she's still the one oh, I was man. like man it's weird when cheesy things hit all right let's do it ooh also bold just starting with a, a drum intro with brushes yeah great drum placement in the drums too in the in the ears sorry the cans the cans bold too this like talking spoken word part of the that you can like barely hear yeah all this time you're still wow. the, the piano one. sounds oh, fucking yeah, amazing no, I love dude it. I love it. Mando. i can never tell the difference between a mando and a nashville oh like the, the high, high six yeah, yeah. oof the bass with an entrance these country dudes have great command over how long the note the note is yeah like yeah he's cutting it off like perfectly. right yeah exactly he's letting the snare breathe yes this is just a exactly. fucking master class and like how to play yeah it's so interesting he do like cuts right off mm-hmm. except for right there yeah because then when you give it a little bit of bounce right here it really comes out the fucking string uh, steel oh, yeah, guitar yeah. and the organ oh. I'm a I'm a tambo guy yeah and backup vocals it's a weird harmony too yeah yeah it's weird it's a it's a it's a really cool song to like yeah. learn I remember learning this melody and being like she's a fucking genius that little oh yeah oh. yeah I know it's just like <laughs> I like I like her as a singer too because I feel like she gives it a lot of sauce, but she never becomes bigger than the song, right? Which is really hard to do, I think, as a pop star. It's <laughs> a perfect piano part. It's cool because it's like the background vocals and the organ and the steel guitar or pedal steel. They just all fit to make this like bed. Right. And then you like you have the chords written as like this kind of movement. It's just so cool. Yeah, I think about this song a lot. I know. It's so good. This part. hearing the the weird tradition of like hawaiian right 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 and country music i don't know where that all came together (laughs) welcome to listen to this a podcast about our favorite songs and sometimes songs we don't like this is not one of those instances i feel like we're both big fans big shania people today's track is the all-time banger of bangers truly one of the best songs ever recorded in my opinion obviously yeah it's you're still the one by shania twain but interestingly enough i didn't know that it was you're still the one until we did this podcast i always just thought it was still the one. Oh, interesting yeah yeah which is an orlean song uh, you gotta check that one out okay, that okay. one's funny <laughs> 
Uh, it was released as the third single on January 27th, 1998, off her basically like om- omnipresent album, Come On Over. It had yeah, so many bangers on it. It was written by Twain alongside husband and producer Robert John Muttlang. 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 So we talked about him with yep. the Shania episode. He also did ACDC, Back in Black. Sick. Some of these Def Leppard records we need to go into. Do you think, like, just going off the, the top of my head before we get into some of the background, do you think he was, like, responsible for, like, antheming up country music? Absolutely. Like, how influential was he and Shania Twain, like, on, like, the genre? I feel like everybody... Country just became like fucking pop. Huge yeah, it at, did. At yeah, like it brought the anthem arena to this day. To this day, like <laughs> these records hold up. Yeah, yeah, man, it's so crazy. So how do what? you how do you make something sound huge and like it deserves to be in a stadium? If you're like a mixer or producer or whatever, that's a tough question. I yeah, know. Yeah, because and and especially because like when I think about it. It's easy when you're dealing with like a band like Def Leppard or ACDC because yeah. you're like big guitars. You just turn the shit up. Big yeah, drums. Yeah. But that's not what this is. No, and it's not even all the Shania stuff. Like no. there are some gripping guitar parts, mm-hmm. but it, the, the elements are really well balanced, I right. think. Yeah, and almost every instrument's represented in this track. You have almost everything, yeah. maybe except like a fiddle. Yeah. <laughs> but there's like a string in there somewhere. Yeah, there's, there's a strings, ton. There like, sounds like there's like a hundred acoustic guitar right. type instruments right. like playing like really well. Right. I feel like I feel like Nashville dudes are really good at doubling. Yeah. Is that weird? They get paid to extra yeah. double. So if like people don't know what doubling is, like how would you explain why it's important? It's being able to play the uh, uh, you know something on electric guitar yeah. and then flipping onto a banjo, playing it on banjo, yeah. flipping over to mandolin, play mandolin and you get paid more because now they don't have to go higher a mandolin player or yeah. a banjo player, you get an extra little oh, boost I, because you're p- playing another person. <laughs> I love I love our mix today. Oh yeah, the mix is great. I was I was a uh, I was like you're right about that, but I meant like doubling like doubling a guitar part. Oh, like as far as like being able to actually do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So like especially back in those days yeah. when there were no computers. Today you can play two guitar parts and then like line them up in the computer digitally. Yeah. But back then you had to literally play the exact same thing exactly like you did the take before that's hard to do but why would you do that as opposed to just like turning up your original take because it it also adds a different dimension mm-hmm. because you can now take the two takes and pan them to come out of different speakers so like if you just have the one electric guitar part in the left ear and you turn it up yeah it's louder but if you double it and now you have one in the left and the right yeah now okay. you have a sense of space as opposed to just volume. Now we're getting to we're getting to like wh- why maybe these tracks sound like anthemic and what right. that means because it's like creating a sense of space that feels like wider and bigger maybe. Right, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, like maybe the du- like maybe the doubling is what it is. Yeah, I don't, it's, it's also the song. I think it's like one of these songs that like feels personal, but mm-hmm. it's personal to everyone. So how like personal could it be? One of the famous <laughs> doubles ever is that um, Sweet Home Alabama guitar solo. Oh, that they double that one. Oh, yeah, it. Leonard Skinner was all about the doubling because they it. did like that with Freebird too, right? Yeah, and it's because yeah. it sounds like a chorus. Yeah, well, it sounds like a chorus because he almost played it perfectly. You know, a chorus is just taking something slightly out. Yeah, yeah, putting it slightly like a quarter yeah. cent out, off time. But or he was he was almost so exact. But playing that guitar solo two times back to back that it sounded like it was chorus. That's crazy to think about because I feel like I can never play a solo like exactly the same. The phrasing's like too delicate. Yeah, without me trying a hundred times. Yeah, I'm also not in Leonard Skinner. Right. Um, still the one was mixed by Mike Shipley. 
Oh yeah, dude, legend. He's good. He's good. Yeah, legend. legend it, he was legend. good enough that he his name was on the Wikipedia. Usually they're not. I know, mixer, which is bullshit. By that the way, that dude's like a yeah. hot, like if you looked at his credits, it's a lot like ACDC and stuff. Oh, like, nice. I think so he worked. I think Mutt's he worked dude. with a lot. Yeah. yeah, dude's sick. This was Shania's uh, first single to be officially released to pop radio, where it peaked at number two. Interesting. Wow. And it didn't hit number one, but it was number two for nine weeks in a row. Damn! Yeah, which to is, never get to the number one spot. I know it was. It was like it was missing out. What was the song that was that killed it? And I will get to it. We'll get in to ninety eight. Yeah, um, it was a top ten hit in over ten countries and was nominated for four Grammy awards. Wow! It won two. Wow! Best country song and best female country vocal performance. But it lost out on record of the year and song of the year two. to the song that kept it from being number one. A fellow Canadian, Celine Dion's "My Heart Will Go On." Oh, tough, tough to beat that one. Man, we'll have to do that song. The movie, I think, yeah, I think still the one's a better song, but it's tough to beat when a piece of music becomes associated with like a cultural moment. I know. Moment and Titanic was so big. Yeah, yeah. That so that Celine Dion song that was actually the demo, her demo recording. That's funny. One it, take. Oh, I love that because like, you know she's virtuoso. Yeah, yeah. She's like a prodigy at singing that you know that style of music. Like I don't think she's you know. It's different if she's saying still the one. Oh yeah, she would do a great job. Though. But yeah. your heart goes on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she can sing that one take. It's the demo recording, and I remember, I remember reading the story where they were just kind of like looking at each other and like, all right, that's it. Yeah. Bam. I, I'm a big fan. I'm a big proponent of demos. That was that's over. a good that's a good middle school dance. Yeah, song. yeah. We it's like maybe the season just keeps going. Yeah, that was well, that's season a good five one. will last forever. Right in Re- our hearts. Remember when we were doing fifty episodes for a season Ooh, Did, or was it 25 i don't really remember no yeah. we both picked 25 songs we both <laughs> we did a lot of these um solo one is one of those art meets life meets art situations the inspiration for the song was due to public criticism of the relationship between shania and mutt really yeah yeah the tabloids remember those of course yeah now it's just instagram discovery pages <laughs> yeah, not, <I> guess, yeah. <laughs> bat boy bat boy yeah. <laughs> Which was a musical that I played bass in. So it's fun. crazy that I made a musical out of it. But uh, the tabloids were focused on the age difference. Uh, and they said that Twain was only using Mutt to further her career. So, they, little note, 20 years later, a little 90-day fiancé will come around. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they were on this because like... oh, They kind of could, would be. Is cause he, cause he's he Australian? He's Australian and, and she's, she's Canadian. Canadian yeah, yeah. The other way. These yeah. are both former British colonies, though. Right? Yeah, true, um, true, true. But the two were married for 17 years, which feels like a success to me. I mean, they got they had a divorce. Apparently, he was cheating on her with her best friend. What? But Shania still says she likes the song because it represents something more than what they had, which I think that's cool. She's a real professional. Yeah, she's, oh, a, dude. she's a pro. Um, for writing in the production for the writing and production process of all the tunes on Come On Over. Twain, Twain and Lang, which is a, such a great Love name, <laughs> they would write their ideas separately and then collage them together. So I wanted to ask you, like, I think a lot of people get this notion that songwriting comes like manna from the heavens, right. like just like a lightning bolt. And you're like, oh, and I sat down there and I wrote, hey, Jude, because we always hear that story or whatever. But like, what are some like other interesting ways that people write songs? I do like the... For me, I do like the let's have our ideas and then come together. There is also something special about, oh, man, I got this guitar riff, but I can't think of anything. And then someone does like a melody and then someone's got, oh, I got some words I was thinking about. Or I wrote like this little diary piece. I think this could be something Mm -hmm. like there is something about a little bit of like more collaboration, not saying that, you know, 
writing your own pieces and then come together isn't collaboration. Yeah, yeah. But more of like being in the brain brainstorm area together with everybody. Yeah, I think that way is really know? cool too. And it's like I've I've been in sessions where that happens. I've been in sessions where the artist has like a really fucking strong idea and right. you just execute it. And then times where you do everything and get none of the credit. Right. Like that, all, that right. also happens a lot. But apparently like when they came out with the demo, they both had like some different ideas, but he had the still the one backup vocals uh, recorded uh, like without any other lyrics. And she was like, Oh, this is the fucking song. Yeah. But like, what a cool idea to come up with the backup vocals before you have the main line. Yeah. I've never, never heard of anybody doing it, but I think it's a cool idea. When that maybe that's why they're so damn loud. Yeah, <laughs> they're, because they're I noticed up. like the background yeah. vocals are loud. You know, because maybe he just loved them. That was yeah. his. That was his thing. Well, that know? was like what she really connected with. Was the and background? That, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. She was like, oh, just hearing him sing it because that's one of he's one of the voices in there. It's like uh, a few voices. So it's like oh, I'm pulling away from the mic. I'm just getting too comfortable. Drinking this green tea, having a pee, <laughs> listening to the lawnmowers. <laughs> yeah, the, the blowers are out today. So like, I guess like I. A song like this is crazy because uh, everything is given equal weight. Right. It is. I don't really know that anything in this track is like the MVP. No. and the, But it still like was able to be like a hit without like a characteristic element that somebody could like point to. Right. I guess. Like how do you think – why do you think they made that decision to not like have anything really stand out? I think the message of the song is the thing that stands out. Yeah, yeah. That you're still the one, mm-hmm. you know? like, And that's like what you're saying. Like when they were going through the YouTube comments, that's what people connect with. Like the message is bigger than any production element. Yeah, and that's cool that they stayed out of the way. Stay like, out of the way. Sometimes it's about staying out of the way a little bit. Even though when you when you hone in on any of the instruments that are going on, you're like, holy fuck, this is like a masterfully played well, I love that thing with the bass player coming off oh, yeah. when the snare hits. Mm-hmm. Love that. Oh yeah, that's like one of the like um like one of the bass like things. Learn that from Preston Crump. You gotta let the the snare breathe. Yeah. Like you can't have your bass just all over all the whole over, mix. Yeah. Even though that like is the way that some mixes are done now. But everything hits harder when you take it away a little bit. Right. Damn restraint. So hard to practice. Yeah. Thanks so much, y'all, for listening to this podcast. Please spread the word about this podcast in real life. Tell your friends. We're teaching you some shit out here. We're excited. We had a good time with this uh, Best of Mystical Dance season. We might keep it going. We might do some weird episodes. Like, I want to do Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster oh, Cult. Yes, and more Cavo. <laughs> Please rate and review this podcast. Uh, put a link to our Instagram and Patreon in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to this.